Ladies and gentlemen, good evening boxing and MMA fans from around the world. Introducing from Bassett, California, the third man in the ring, Popeye Ray. Welcome to Third Man in the Ring. I'm your host, Popeye Ray. I, I don't even have to introduce him. You know Russell Mora. Done some of the biggest fights in the world. Awesome guy, great friend. Today we're going to find out what, what makes Russell Moore tick, his past, his childhood. So tune in, guys, and, and let's hear it, man. Warm welcome for Russell Moore. Thank you, Russell, for Thank you. you, very much, in, bro. Thank Thank you. you. So this Russell, is... Russell, how how you doing? How you doing? Everything's good. God is great. I'm, um, I'm um, very happy to do this because I was mentioning um, as a licensed referee in Las Vegas, Nevada, we're not allowed to do interviews. So this is wow. one of my first interviews I've done since I retired. And, and it's funny you said we have to ask permission to uh, Andy Foster as well. So I, I guess, you know, they're just watching their P's and Q's, so to say, you know. Right. They don't want us, uh, since we represent the state, be careful what you say, you know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, Russell, we, we just want to educate the fans on, on what makes Russell more a tick. If you could start, like, where did you grow up at? Born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Born Colorado. into a boxing family. My father was a fighter. Um, my uncle, Jess Mora, was a fighter. My dad, Richard Mora. Growing up, I used to look at his, yeah. his pictures, his scrapbook, so to speak, his new pa- newspaper clippings, and his trophies, and all I wanted to do was box. Box, huh? Then, my dad said... No, y'all are too young. When you guys get men, you can box all you want. But as young children, I don't want you guys getting hurt as young kids. Understandable, understandable, yeah. yeah. So what, what, how was your childhood, though? I mean, was there any other sports? or? My brother could do anything. My brother Dennis could play older, basketball. Younger? Older than me, one year older. He could play basketball, football, baseball. He was a great athlete. Me? <laughs> I had two left feet. All the only sport that ever came natural to me was boxing. That was the only sport wow. that I felt so calm. Everything felt slow motion. I didn't have any uh, big problems in boxing, but I couldn't dribble the basketball. <laughs> oh wow! And, and is your father alive still? No, both my mother and, uh, and father have passed. Oh, sorry to hear um, that. Well, you know. Well, with that like, said, did your father ever get a chance to see? box when i fought a tough man contest uh years ago um he came down to albuquerque to watch me fight i grew up in denver but i never i fought a few amateur shows in denver in denver as a as a young adult but i moved from denver at the age of 17 to albuquerque new mexico okay and the first thing i did is i went to a boxing gym and henry's boxing club henry and i am and uh, I won our state Golden Gloves twice, 1980 wow. and 1981. And, and there you go, fans. <laughs> this is a referee that know, knows what it is to be in the ring, that knows how it is to get hit and hit. And that, that says a lot. When some, some fighters tend to, oh, well, they don't know. He knows. He knows. Yeah, and it's all about training. Um, I, I learned in boxing that it's better to fight smart than tough. Yeah, uh, I think it's a quote from Custom Auto that said uh, that in boxing, smart guys win, tough guys get hurt. 
Yeah. No, I must have been following the tough guy thing. <laughs> it's easy to do. You can get yeah. sucked into a slug out with these guys, yeah. and you have to keep your head and stay smart. And uh, and and so. this is where probably Mayweather. I mean, he's such a great fighter. Right. He just he's a smart fighter. Smart mm -hmm. fighter. So how many amateur fights did you have? I only had twenty three amateur fights. Only? Come yeah. on. Well, how you, many amateur today. fights I have? None. None. Sparred a hundred times, right. but right. Never could get my weight down. But you. That's a lot of fights. Though. I was lucky because even though my dad didn't allow us to compete, we had gloves oh, okay. in the basement. So my brother and I sparred thousands of rounds. We would, you know, just every chance we got, we'd go down there and spar. And he was older than me, bigger and stronger than me. So it took me a long time to figure out how to uh, compete with, yeah. you know, with, with that disadvantage. And before long... I could learn how to counterpunch. Before long, yeah. I was beating him to the punch, and before long, he was telling me, oh, "Hey, you're hitting too hard, man. Yeah. Chill Relax. Out. Yeah, chill out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, 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 uh, what, what did you do before boxing? Well, I, when I moved to Albuquerque, I started. Uh, I wanted to be an electrician. So I, I, I tell the story that I actually had two loves. First was electricity and this or the first was boxing and the second one was electricity so I was a journeyman electrician and then I became an electrical inspector I, it's an interesting story and I want to maybe back up just a minute because yeah. as an electrician I was a journeyman electrician and an electrical inspector came to the job site and I knew what I wanted to do because this guy knew the code book we were all, you know, sweaty and, yeah, and yeah, working yeah. hard. And this guy was clean, clean shoes, you know. And I he gives pretty much the final exactly. say-so, yeah. He was the authority. And I thought, that's what I want. I want to be an inspector. So I asked the electricians, I asked my friends, how do I become an inspector? And they said, it's impossible. Wow. They said, man, those jobs are so few. Um, be an inspector. Right? Um, don't encourage you to do that. You know, you're one of us. Don't you know? You, yeah. you can't be an inspector. So, long story short, after going back to school, after studying, and after passing the inspector's exams, I was an inspector for 26 years. Wow. Yeah. And I'm thinking yeah. that exam wasn't a walk in the park. No, either, it, no, it wasn't. In fact, because everything falls on you if something right. should go wrong in the future. That's right. Because you got to sign on there. I was in construction there for years and. Anytime anything went, had to be passed by our inspectors first. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, that, that's a, a lot on your shoulders. It's a big responsibility, but you got to know the code book. Yeah. So it's a parallel to boxing. As referees, we got to know the, the, the rule. Yeah. And if we don't know the rules, we can't be in a referee. And the same with an inspector. You have to know what the code book says. In, in order to pass the inspector's examination, it's called an ICC mm -hmm. uh, certification, uh, International Code Council. When we took it, it was ICBO, because that was years ago, and it was a four-hour exam. Wow. Two hours closed and then two hours open. For an engineer exam, it's six hours. So we're, we weren't very yeah, far you, you from that. You were far from that. And it was, uh, but you had to know what you were doing. And then, anyway, my last uh, 10 years, I uh, worked here with uh, Clark County here in Las Vegas, and I did electrical plans examination, so just plan review. Yeah. That's like blueprints? Yes, like exactly. Much, yeah. Exactly. So I only did electrical. You're so a smart guy then, huh? Well, only electrical and boxing. That's the only two <laughs> things that I, 
that I uh, really was interested in. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. So, so, so where did was referee always in the back of your mind? Or, I mean, because you jumping ahead, you've done some crazy, awesome fights. I mean, so back in the day, what did was it always in the back of your mind? You know, after boxing is over, I'm going to be a ref. Or? Well, again, it was it was the same story. It really was the exact same thing. When I quit boxing or when I stopped boxing, I had a choice. Do I turn pro or do I just um, work at the my electrical job and pursue being an inspector or so on and so forth? And for me, my choice was to not turn pro and go the other way. Um, my father was pro. My two little brothers were pro. Um, for me, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So after I finished uh, boxing, one day I went to the uh, a smoker, just a small smoker, and they needed a judge. They say, hey, Russell, sit down. We need you to help us. And I'm because those are all the people you know. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, it was my coach's wife, Irene, and I that said, "Sit down, Russell. Help us out." And then the rest is history. I was just I knew what I just wanted. Just the flow on, huh? just flowed into it. I knew what I wanted to do, and that was to be an official. Once I started refing. I was really hooked. Um, but then again, I asked around, hey, I'm seeing these big fights in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is when I'm living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. How do I become a ref? And all the other referees said, it's impossible. Russell, you can't do that. Those guys are, um, you know, that's Richard Steele, that's Joe Cortez, that's Mills Lane, uh, Kenny Bayless, Tony Weeks. You're one of us. And so, long story short, 17 years I was a referee here in Las Vegas, Nevada. But, but Russell, during that, when they were saying that, did, did it discourage you a little bit? Honestly, it did not. In fact, it gave me more hope. Yeah. When I heard that it's impossible, I heard it before. That's right. That's right. And we know, as Christians, that all things are possible. That's right. When you're looking at the right, in the right direction. You know, we know that we keep our eye on Jesus, it's always possible. That's right. And... and, and I don't want to make this about me, but they told me the same thing. Come on, Ray, really? You, you're going to try to be a Ray? Come on, man. Mostly this one person, and, and I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay focused and pray about it and see what happens. You know? And look at you now. I mean, we were just talking about the fight tomorrow night, and I truly believe you saved that kid's career, if not even his life. We have some tough decisions to make in the ring. Yeah. Um, and sometimes... If you're on the other side, you may not be in favor of our decision, but one thing for sure is that our decisions aren't with malice. Our decisions right. aren't with a hidden agenda. Because the truth is, is that if we make a bad decision, we won't be working for a while. Yeah. Thank you to HTC Construction in Ontario, California. Uh, they're a national leader in commercial construction with a proven track record of expertise in cold storage solutions and epoxy flooring. Their team works closely with you to efficiently meet all compliance standards while maintaining budget commitments and completing projects on time. HCC Construction works with Fortune 500 companies and small businesses throughout the country in the areas of steel stud framing, refrigeration panels, dock doors, comprehensive drain systems, fire sprinklers, block walls, and much more. For bids, quotes, or a free con consultation, call 909 626-0214 or visit their website at www 
www.hdconstruction.com. Ralph Sarabia and his wife, Jody Sarabia, are the founders of Putasos. They started Putasos to reach the veteran community who is currently losing 22 vets a day to suicide. Ralph and his uh, unit, 2nd Battalion, 5th Marines, lost over 15 guys while serving in Iraq. He wanted to share with you that whether you fight physical or mental battles, it ain't over yet. With that said, Butasos has developed tie-in boxing gloves that have been approved by State Athletic Commission to be in pro fights. If you want a boxing glove that's inspired by patronism and is battle-tested, check, check them out at butasosfightapparel.com. And just keep in mind that a portion of Butasos proceeds will go to the Semper Fi Fund, which helps wounded warriors. Andy Foster always tells us, uh, well, Ray, uh, if any of you guys make a, a bad decision, you won't work for a while, but you'll get back in there. Right. You know, so it, right. it's like saying, I hold you accountable. So mind your rules, right. pay attention, listen to the stats I give you. You know what I mean? And best of luck to you, you know? That's right. Best of luck to you. So, Russell, on the day of a, any fight, because I'll get to the title fights later, but any fight, what's your routine when they call you, hey, Russell, you got a show next week, Saturday? The days leading up to it, if it's a big fight, I want to do my homework. I want to do the homework on both opponents, what they do, what they don't do. In fact, um, I want to see what was working for the referee and what wasn't working for the referee. With the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder three, the trilogy, I had a big advantage because I got to see what Jack Reese did in the first fight. Yeah. I got to see what Kenny Bayless did in the second fight. I got to see what was working and what that wasn't That was a great working. fight, too. That was a great fight. Uh, that great was, refereeing. Thank great you. refereeing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but a big advantage I had because I got to see the other two fights. So when I went into the dressing room, in fact, Jack and I were on the phone for hours discussing just the dressing room instructions. In fact, it got to the point where we realized... Hey, let me interrupt you real huh? quick, Russell. Fans, that's what, that says a lot about Russell and himself. You, you heard him saying he called Jack ahead, ahead of the fight. I'm not, I'm not mentioning names, but I know some referees... I ain't calling nobody. I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what to do. When you start thinking you arrived, you're in bad shape, in my opinion. That's me saying that. But that says a lot that Russell even called Jack to say, hey... What could I do better? What, what, what am I looking for? And, uh, you know, I appreciate that because, again, you guys seen that fight. That was a great fight and a great refereeing. Thank you so much. I really, as referees, we all still have to be a student of the sport. Yes. Once we uh, start uh, uh, thinking we've, we know it all, it's time to go. Yeah. Absolutely time to go. It's funny because I, I uh, relate that to uh, electricians and the 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 most common electrocution or shock for electricians are the journeyman electricians the journeyman that have been yes. a journeyman at uh, uh, to a time where the, he's um, complacent yes yes and the new electricians are on their toes, on their toes. they yes. they fear electricity yes. but it got to a point where these other older electricians are no longer fearing electricity so it's the same parallel for referees we got to stay on our toes if we got an assignment and, and yeah. jack would always jack always says be ready for anything yeah. right anything exactly. could happen 
I, I'm telling you, we pretty much discussed every single scenario on the telephone, and also with Kenny Bayless. Um, we went Another around great and, official. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I try yeah. to, to get Kenny Bayless in here, but I think because he, this won't be released till later, but he, we found out he has the fight tomorrow, the big fight, so I understand why he couldn't show up, though. But go ahead, go ahead. We're, we're uh, talking so to Kenny for, about the fight as well, no? Yeah, so, but uh, we were talking for hours, and guess what? Probably a week's worth of conversation only about the pre-fight instructions. That's all we oh. had. We hadn't even got out of the dressing room yet, and it's been a week that we've been on the phone. But we, in fact, it got to the point where we agreed that maybe we should rethink the instructions, and they shouldn't be pre-fight instructions. They might be better considered pre-fight expectations. Because like that. that's like truly that. what it came down yeah. to. Because at that level, they already yes. know what, that's what, right. what's it, but what that's I expect right. of you. And what you can expect from me, yes. I'm, I'm going to have yes. to run with that guy. That was my idea. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so it was funny because when I went to the dressing room with um, uh, um, Tyson, or, Tyson or, Fury, he was laying down, and he was so happy. He says, how you doing, mate? And just <laughs> as relaxed as can yeah. be. And I says, how are you, uh, Mr. Fury? I'm Russell Mora. I'm your referee tonight. And he said, yes, I'm doing good and just, just happy. And then polite I got guy, to, huh? He was a very polite guy. Until I got to the point where I told him, um, listen, I've had the opportunity to watch both first and second fight. So tonight, I want you to know that if you are going to put your arm around him in a headlock and put all your weight on him, I may take a point from you. I'm not going to tolerate that. And now he's serious. Yeah. He's not mad, but he's serious. He so got real serious direct. fast. We got, yeah, we got, got to the, the juggler really quick. So The meat and potatoes of the yes. expectation, yeah. yeah. How, did, uh, how did the Wilder one go? Interesting, um, because he, his was, um, well, I'm telling you now, he says, if he fouls me once, I'm fouling him twice. And I go, oh, hang on a second. Time Let's out think there, about oh boy. this. Oh. <laughs> Let's think about this. I said, that's, that's not a good plan. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if one foul is uh, considered accidental and the retaliation is intentional, that's yeah, an automatic yeah. point, point deduction. And I says, if we go to the scorecards on a close fight, that could cost you the fight. So please, I want you to reconsider that, that game plan. And then he kind of just stared, but... It, I knew I had my hands full. I, yeah, for sure yeah. I did. Yeah. So with that said, when you're in those big fights and you've done a few of them, but particularly the the Tyson Fury fight because that's the heavyweight fight. Honestly, Russell, how do you feel when when they're announcing third man in the ring, Russell Mora? Honestly, the only thought are, are in you, my mind. Are, are you sucking up all the the lights and? I did. I honestly yeah. felt. Very grateful, very yes. thankful, and all I did was speak to the Lord and said, thank you for this assignment. My cup is overflowing. Thank you. Because this is the heavyweight championship it was, it was, of the world. Yes, it was a big one. Mm -hmm. um, There's title fight, title fight, title, but yeah. this is the ultimate title fight. Well, you know, I mean, every title fight matters, but this it, is the heavyweight championship the heavyweight. of the world. Yeah, that was but awesome. But for the years of preparing, for the years of making good decisions, not so good decisions, <laughs> um, doing my best in the ring, my best, the best that I could do in the ring, 
all those years prepared me to do that fight. Yeah. Um, and so I was very confident. Um, when I got the assignment, Bob Bennett called me to talk about the fight and said, how do you feel about refereeing this fight, Russell? And I said, uh, I feel good about it, Bob. And he says, no, no, no. He says, listen, one guy's 280 pounds, the other guy's 240 pounds. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the weights yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. But he says, 169, 168, he says, these guys are big guys. Big man, man. He says, tell me how you're going to referee this fight. And I said, Bob, I'm going to tell you the same thing that my dad used to tell us. I would say, Dad, I don't really want to fight this kid. He's too big. And my dad says, it doesn't matter how big they are. You're not going to carry them. That's right. And so I told Bob, I said, so it doesn't it matter, matter how big they big are, they Bob. Are. I'm not going to carry these I'm guys. Gonna do it the same way I always do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so he, you know, good executive director, Bob Bennett, and now uh, Jeffrey Mullen, same, doing a really good job. And they want the best for Las Vegas. And so yeah. that's important. But uh, so tell the fans, what does Russell Moya do on those days of before oh. a fight? Okay. What, what is your routine? Do you eat something different? Do you, you not work out? You work out? You're obviously in good shape, Russell. So I, I, I can be in better shape, and uh, but thank you. Um, well, let me let me back up all the way to the beginning because I, I remembered something, that's really important. We're sitting here, yeah, and there's a saying that says, "Behind every great good man is a great woman." Amen. We couldn't do this yeah. without the support of our wives, without the. Um, um, input without the without the commitments and the sacrifices that we have at home, our children, all of them pitch in yeah. to um, to help us achieve this. Okay, so now the day of the fight, my wife knows that I am pretty um, focused. Focused. That's yeah. a good way of putting it because she stays out of the way. I know that's a really good way of putting it because she understands this guy is like it's just a pin drops. He's gonna. Yeah, he's going to jump. So she makes me a big breakfast. And okay. so that's been a routine. She makes me a big breakfast. I'll eat breakfast. And I'm not um, laying around because I'm lazy or because I don't, my body needs it, but my mind after that. So yeah. I'll take a good nap, wake up, get to the fights, and I won't eat again until after the fight. Yeah. So now it's on. So now I'm focused. I'm ready to go. That's awesome. That's awesome. And looking back at your, your career, because I'll get to the reason why I say that is, what was um, what was there any fights that were hard, or or you you thought maybe I should have stopped that, maybe I shouldn't have stopped it, because I mean I, I interviewed Tony Weeks and I had told him when we're in there, and, and I I've been accused of stopping fights a little too early, and I always tell I come home and I tell my wife you know what I think I stopped that fight too early, and she reminds me, well remember your Remember what you always say, babes. I'd rather the fighter be mad at me now than his mother be hating me in the morning. That's right. That's right. You know? I don't have regrets. Um, the decisions I, decisions I made were based on what I was working with. Um, I did fights early, earlier in my career that I wasn't quite prepared for. So young officials... This is for you. Be, be careful what you ask for. You want that big mm. fight. 
Sounds like Jack just right now. Yeah, and that's something that we, we talk <laughs> on the phone like so much. Sometimes uh, we were speaking the same language, but be careful what you ask for. I did fights early in my career that could have ruined my career because, quite frankly, I wasn't prepared for those circumstances, for those situations. Give me that fight today. Give, get me in the ring with them today, and I could certainly do a better job because we have more experience and yeah. we have more tools. I don't have regrets because... Without failure, you cannot recognize Learn, yeah. success. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So let, let me let me ask you this big question, to, and I don't even understand. You're at the top of your referee game, <laughs> and you retire, Russell. Why? Well, I turned 61 next week. So when I turned 60, I met with my commission. Nobody really knew this but me and my commission. And I said, when I'm 60, I'm going to retire. And they said are you mad? And I go, oh, no, the opposite. I've never been happier, never been more um, content ever. My cup at this point really overflows. But for me, after refereeing 25 years, that I thought was enough for me. I don't see that I'm going to do anything bigger, fights. I'm sure there's going to be fights, you yeah. know, as these young kids come up and more champions or developed that they're going to be always bigger and bigger. But for me, doing um, Triple G and Canelo, after doing Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Lomachenko, traveling to Germany, to Russia, yeah. to the Ukraine, to France, to uh, Japan, China, and Philippines, and Thailand, for me, I felt like I was content and it was time for me to go. Um, it was just... Um, and, and, and me looking at it, when, when better than to leave when you're at the top of your game? Because yeah. heaven forbid, um, you know, you, you start falling or tripping or, you know, forgetting things in the ring. Right. Right. You don't want to go out like that. You don't want to right. go out like that. And I, and I pray that that my peers, if not my children or my wife, say, "Hey, babes, it's time." Right. You know, it's time. You know. Right. But yeah, that says that says a lot about you, Russell. I, wow. I, I could appreciate that. I respect your. And you I know? I also believe that the fighters deserve the best yes. of us in the ring. And again, for me, both my knees had been scoped. Both my knees had given me problems. Both of them swell up when I run. So if a referee can't go do his road work, then you got to wonder yeah. if he should be in the ring with these fighters who've been doing tons uh, of road work. I, I have to do my road work in order for me to feel confident. And when it got to the point where I couldn't because my knees would swell up, then I just knew. I don't want to be thinking about my knees in the ring when I should be thinking about their safety. Yeah, we got to give them 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We would also like to thank our newest sponsor, Twitch Boxing Equipment. You can count on them to provide you with all of your boxing equipment needs. They have all major brands in stock and are ready to ship. They also have their own label, Twitch, Twitch Boxing Equipment. They offer a wide variety of gloves, wraps, and all the tools needed to elevate your development. You can follow them on Instagram at Twitch Boxing Equipment, and you can also pick up some Twitch Boxing gear at some of the local clubs here in the Inland Empire. Also, we want to give another shout out to Valley Mission Builders. Valley Mission Builders is a general building company with over three generations of construction experience. They specialize in all phases of home construction, new home building, remodeling, 
room additions, and ADU and guest units. They can assist with planning and designing to complete, to complete construction. They service the greater Los Angeles area and Ventura counties, including the San Fernando Valley. Give Valley Mission Builders a call for a free consultation. It's like they, one of the fans had written in and said, you know what, the best fight is when there's three top quali qualified people in the ring. You know, I so I, 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 agree. I agree. I agree. So what are you doing with yourself now? Okay, so... So well, you've been retired not even a year yet, no? No, October at the WBO convention, I was offered a position with the WBO as their chairman of officials. Oh. So, again, I get the grace of God and I get what I don't deserve, but I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful because now... Uh, working for the WBO, I, uh, uh, I'm going to um, travel down a road that I had not yeah. traveled. And having been a referee for 25 years, that experience will carry with me. And uh, hopefully I can help out other referees now. How, hopefully I can share my experiences. And you help that. out in your, your uh, Jack's sidekick on, the, on his arbiters. On, uh, the arbiter That's um, true. class on the so arbiter class uh, and Jack this is, is where I tell you fans if you guys want to be a referee you're thinking about being a referee take their class take their class you're going to learn from the top you're going to learn what it takes to be a referee you're going to learn the rules and they're going to show you fight scenarios but uh, like Jack says don't sit behind a computer and be critical of us guys that are making these decisions for these men's lives and women and, and, and not know. So if you really, really want to know, take the, take the class. You can email me, and I, and I think Jack's having one in September. Yes, that's correct. A Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I believe it's the first, second, and third of September. And I, yes, we talk about stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's easy to sit down and talk about, oh, a simple knockdown or a simple low blow or, you know, anything that's simple. But when it gets to be a complex uh, situation where there's a few things added in there, nobody really wants to talk about that. But we will. Um, I think um, Jack has a saying that is to do what's best for boxing. And I, I really believe that, that the referees should strive to not be the best in boxing but instead be the best for, for boxing. boxing yes if yeah. we're working at being the best for boxing and not about ourselves we leave ourselves out of the equation then everything takes care of itself then we're no longer that sore thumb in the ring yeah. then we know our place one time we were at a in line at um am i rambling no okay no not at all one, line, one time we were in line at the uh, t-mobile to get our credentials and uh, Gino Rodriguez was in line, and he was in front of us. And one of the other guys in line said, man, who are you? He says, everybody comes to talk to you. And Gino, as humble as he is, just yeah. says, well, he says, I'm a supervisor for the WBO. He said, but I used to be a referee. He yeah. says, so they're all my friends. And that's why I know them. Props to Gino. Gino Rodriguez. You know, his daughter's a big-time actress oh, now. Oh, yeah, she's Ooh. really good. I just saw that new show. Yeah, she's funny, man. The she's new funny. show is... I don't know, the dead people come and talk yeah. to her, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so then the guy goes, you were a referee? And Gino says, yeah. He says, what fights did you ref? And then I came in and said, he just did the last Pacquiao fight, because at yeah. that point, that's the fight 
That was his last fight. And, I think. and let me interrupt with that comment. Which fight did you, did you ref? That's a compliment. And that's what. That's exactly that's what he went to. When somebody tells you, that's right. You know what? I didn't. You refereed that fight. You did a good job because you don't have to get involved. And even if you have to do, get involved, you're doing it at a minimal. And, and the fight's not about us. I mean, I, I'm. I thank God that people. Hey, man, I seen you in the fight. You know. But when they say, who refereed that fight and it was me, God is good, you know? That's right. So that's we don't right. have to get involved. And, and again, that's if right. we have to get involved, it's minimal, and, and that's what you want. Because the fight's about the two, two fighters, not the referee. In, in fact, that's exactly what Gino said. He says, thank you. Because yeah. what you just told me is the best compliment a referee can have is when you're asking, I've never seen you ref, and that's what we should do. There's another term that I found at my wife's seminar, and that it's, it's the art of becoming invisible. Oh, okay. And if okay. we do that, again, it all works out. So we're there when we need it, I, when we're needed. I heard that saying from my wife when she wants me to take the trash out or something. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, now I, now, I can't, now, I, now, I don't, now I can't find you, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're invisible now. So with the WB, WBO, the supervisor, you supervise fights as well, no? I've got two assignments as a supervisor. One was in California at the... Um, StubHub, no? Or the Staples? Outside. It's an outside, uh, small arena outside. Yeah, Carson. 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 Yeah. Great commission you all have. Absolutely. It runs very well, and the referees did an outstanding job. And then I also got to do... Um, Terrence Crawford's last fight in uh, Omaha as a supervisor. And, and what's, the, what's the job of a supervisor? Paperwork. <laughs> no, a lot of paperwork? A lot of paperwork. But just to make sure that all the judges are where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and that they're in the right state of mind and the referees. Contract weight, that type of thing? or We document it all because okay. it all has to follow the criteria of the championship, uh, uh, of the championship criteria. Um, so we just document it at that point. So anything that they do at that point is just document it. Yeah, oh, okay. that the doctor signs off on his physical, that uh, the fighter made is weight. Is it fair to say no hanky-panky? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think, I, I know, I guess it's easier to hate than love, and I guess it's just human nature. But people get this idea that boxing has, you know, trying to, people are trying to get away with stuff. That's, exactly. I've been in boxing, you know, again, all my life. And that's not what I see. In fact, I see everybody really trying to do their job. And, yes, once and, in a and while. And I meant no happens. disrespect by that because right, right. I, I'm coming into something. Mm -hmm. I always tell the fans all the countries you've been to, all the big fights you've been to, the people you've met, who in their right mind would do dishonesty mm -hmm. to the sport? Who would. Mm -hmm. You know, from me growing up the way I did, where I've been, who would have thought that I'd go to Russia? Who would have thought you'd go to Russia, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. or me to Puerto Rico, Panama? I would never, mm -hmm. I don't know any official that would throw their career away for anything, money, right. nor, notoriety. So that's why when, when you said that, I was, I was trying to set it up, I guess, you know? Yeah, and that's really a good point because, again, that's sometimes the idea that, oh, in fact, that's, you know, been some of, I didn't, wasn't really thinking about going here, but I think I will because now it seems like 
boxing and, and sports writers have always had a relationship. It's always been from the beginning of time. You know, you see those little guys with the nice hat yeah. and the press uh, sign Back on in their the hat. Day with the little, Back, yeah. mm -hmm. But the press then were writing about what took place, what happened. Okay, this guy knocked him out in the second round and the referee, uh, you know, saw enough and stopped the contest or whatever it was, and they wrote it. Well, now I think it, they're, some of these guys are a little bit confused, and some of these uh, people with computers, and now they're considering themselves boxing experts. Uh -huh. So that concerns me because, okay, wait a minute. If you haven't boxed, if you haven't refereed, if you haven't trained a fighter, if you haven't judged, why are you criticizing our judges? Why are you criticizing the referee? Please walk a mile in my shoes as a referee before you criticize. And I bet you won't. Then I yeah, bet you won't. That's where Jack was on my podcast. He goes, you know what? You might go to high-class restaurants every day of the week, but it doesn't make you a chef. That's right. You know, you might watch fights all the time, but don't make you a referee. That's right. And, and again, if, if you want to be a referee, go to this class. That's right. Go to your class. You know, I challenge you, bro. But please, don't, don't sit behind a computer and criticize and even make ugly remarks that boxing is crooked or MMA is crooked. And don't take this on a content. And this is Ray Corona talking. Um, I've never seen corruption in my... Since I've been a referee since 98. Is there politics? There's politics in Little League. That's right. You know what I mean? The coach's son will mm -hmm. pitch and he can't pitch for nothing. But is there corruption? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. So don't take that out of context because I know you could take this part and that part. But you know what? I've never seen corruption. But again, if you guys want to be a referee or even a judge, some of our commentators, uh, commentators will say, oh, that's a 10-10 round. Right. That is not. Right. There's no such thing. And we right. cannot make up our rules. 9-9 nine, nine round. You know what I mean? Okay. We can't make up yeah. our rules. Yeah. You know, just because we got a, a beer in our hand, you know, right. and, and sit there and belittle our judges. You know, when you're not watching a, a fight ringside, it's different on the TV. It's different when you have the, uh, the announcers, the commentators saying things to influence your judgment, you know, right. or you have the privilege of, re of a replay. That's right. You know what I mean? So, again, you guys, you, you hear it from the best, the best. He retired at his top of his mm -hmm. game. So I encourage you, if you want to, are you going to be at the class this, this one with Jack? Yes, I am. Definitely. There you I'm go. Be September, there. you got to get on there and go to that class. We encourage you. And some of the uh, former boxers who uh, now maybe possibly want to go into commentating and or whatever they want to do in boxing. Please this go. This is a good time to go. Yeah. Um, and again, no disrespect to the former world champions who are commentators. But please, referee a fight. Referee, a, you know, just a couple of four-rounders. Know what we feel. Please, I, I'm asking you guys to understand what, we, what we're going through in the ring. I've been, uh, one fight comes to mind, and this kid's eye, I'm not going to mention any names. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no reason to, but the kid's eye closed. And so they showed the instant replay, and yeah, sure enough, they show the punch, they show it go away, and then they show the eyes, guy's eye closing. But what they don't know is that I was the referee. I was right in the ring. And not only did I see their heads connect, but I heard their heads connect. And it wasn't a head-on collision. It was more of a fleeting connection. It where just one kid was going this way, the other kid was going the other way. 
So they showed this over and over again on, on uh, the replay. So everybody was convinced that I missed it. So the four-round rule is applied in that if it uh, fight uh, due to injury, yeah. uh, four rounds are not complete, it's a no decision. Yeah. And so because it's a no decision, I didn't do it. It's what I was given. Yeah, yeah. So what they don't know, and this is really important, is that the, he goes to the hospital, he has a fractured uh, eye socket. 116 pounders with padded gloves don't break an eye socket. I'm sorry, it doesn't happen. Having been in the ring, yeah, middleweights and heavyweights, I can see that being more of a possibility, especially if we're in a um, later, just guy's been taking yeah. a beating. Eight, but in the rounds. first round, within a minute and, or two minutes of the first round, I don't see that happening. Plus, I hear it, I see it, I'm right here. But I was second-guessed, and I just think, again, um, it would be good if our commentators could just referee a little bit. Yeah. Go to a couple or four-rounders. and Or go to the amateurs and, and commit to reffing a few amateur fights. I think you'd get a whole new appreciation different, for different what we perspective, do. Different yeah. perspective, yeah. Because even, even ringside, people with ringside seats don't hear what we hear in the in the in a That's fight, right. the That's grunting, right. and when they get hit with a body shot, they go, ah! yes. you know, I, yeah. I just, those are the things, when I used to box, you could hit me in the face, but don't hit me in the body, bro, yeah. and, and some of these fighters, when they get hit in the body, they make some noises like, oh my God, the pain is just, yeah. I almost feel like hugging them, you know? I know. <laughs> but with that said, uh, uh, I appreciate you, uh, Russell, coming out, and you know, again, if you want to tell the fans anything, Give a shout out to the wife, what you did, and I, you know. Uh, thanks. Well, I'm just grateful and thankful, and I, um, I give all the honor and glory to our Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm very um, I'm filled with blessings. I don't know why, but I'm thankful. Um, and my family, who's uh, supported me all these years, you know, my wife and I have a blended family, so. You know, we get a lot of love. We have a bunch of grandkids, and oh, yeah, we're very awesome. blessed. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, with that said, I, I just want to thank you, Russell. I, I wish you the best. You know, you're a dear friend, and and uh, we'll be seeing each other. But right. tell the fans, have a blessed day. Please go on YouTube, subscribe to Third Man in the Ring, guys, and uh, thank you from Russell Mora and myself. God bless, guys. <laughs>